Stacy Phillips with iConnect Engineers. Today we have with us Jacob Morgan, best-selling author, keynote speaker, futurist, and co-founder of the Future of Work community. Welcome, Jacob. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us and sharing your insight with iConnect Engineers. Our viewers are looking forward to hearing you speak about the changing workforce and what we can expect. In your book, The Future of Work, you explore how the workplace is changing. Can you please share some examples with us and what engineering organizations need to do in order to adapt? Oh man, there's so many ways that the workplace is changing. Um, I mean, you can even start with the, the basic, most simple premise that people even need to show up to work. Um, the fact that we've always assumed that people have to work in nine to five, they have to commute to an office, they have to sit in a cubicle. I mean, that's one of the most basic fundamental ways that the, that the workplace is changing is we're starting to see you don't even have to do that anymore. Uh, we're also seeing all sorts of interesting changes around management and leadership. Uh, management and leadership used to be all about command and control and forcing rules and protocols. Uh, now we're starting to see uh, managers and executives and leaders focus more on coaching and mentoring and engaging and inspiring their uh, their employees. Um, so we're also seeing changes around workplace design, uh, technologies that are used to enable employees to get their work done. Even employee values and attitudes and expectations are changing. Uh, the way that we actually think about work, we want to have a job that has more of a sense of purpose. We want to have more of a connection with an organization that we're a part of. Uh, cash is no longer the number one thing that we care about. So there are all sorts of fascinating ways that the workplace is changing, and I think it's for uh, for the better. Uh, and as far as engineering organizations, I really don't think it matters what kind of an organization you are, whether you're in engineering or manufacturing or retail. This is something that is sweeping across the board, and I found this to be the case regardless of the industry, regardless of the location, regardless of how big the company is. Uh, organizations that want to be able to attract and retain top talent have to think differently about, about work. Um, and like I said, I think it's a good thing. As one of the leading authorities about the future of work, can you please tell us about the five-generation workforce? Sure. So that's been an exciting change that a lot of organizations are thinking about, too. So for the first time, uh, we have five generations that are working together. So starting at the very young spectrum, going all the way to the, uh, the older spectrum, we have five generations of people that are working together. And that's causing organizations um, a little bit of challenge, right? Because each generation tends to work differently, especially if you compare the younger generation with the very older generation. It's, it's clear why there would be some differences there. So organizations are basically trying to create an environment that caters to all generations, regardless of how old you are, um, regardless of what your background is, regardless of anything, right? Diversity, inclusion, uh, organizations are just trying to figure out how do we create an environment where anyone can work here, regardless of age, uh, sexual orientation, gender, religion, et cetera. Um, and that's been a big challenge for companies because in the past, they used to not have to deal with such variety and such diversity. Uh, it used to be kind of like a, a cookie cutter approach, right? I mean, everybody gets the same technologies. Everybody shows up at the same time. Everybody does the same thing. It was very um, kind of like putting together Ikea furniture or putting together a cake. Uh, but today it's become very diverse. It's no longer linear. It's just kind of this big mess inside of our companies. And so we need to figure out how do we create an organization that caters to pretty much anybody. 
Uh, and that's been a very exciting change to see. With the millennials expected to make up the majority of the workforce and baby boomers retiring, what can engineering firms do to attract and retain the employees? Well, a couple things. Uh, first, we have to realize that although we talk a lot about millennials, the, the future worker isn't necessarily just a millennial. Uh, in fact, if you were to get rid of all the millennials from your organization today, you still have plenty of people that care about workplace flexibility, uh, having a sense of purpose, having a good relationship with their manager or their peers. Like these aren't just millennial attributes. So, um, but the reason why we spend so much time focusing on millennials is because they are the largest percentage of the workforce. Um, but again, I want to caution organizations that it's not just millennials that care about these things. So really, when we think about how do we create a workplace for millennials, really what we're doing is we're creating a workplace for anybody. Um, so if, if it makes companies feel better to use the, uh, the millennial wording in there, that's fine. Um, but ultimately, it starts with a very simple uh, premise of start to know who your people are. All right, start to have these conversations with their people, um, find out what they care about, what they value, and design experiences and workplaces with them, not for them. Those are great recommendations. What are some key initiatives engineers can do to design the employee experience so workers look forward to coming to work each day? Oh, man. Um, so that's been a big shift, right, is how do we create an environment where people want to show up, not where they need to show up? Uh, and doing research for my new book that's coming out uh, in March, I've identified basically three environments that all, all employee experiences fall into, uh, culture, technology, and physical space. So it's about creating a corporate culture where employees feel safe and where they feel valued. There's actually 10 things that fall into culture, but I won't go over all 10. Um, so it's creating that corporate culture where people feel safe and trusted and where they want to be there. It's about giving employees the right tools that they need to get their jobs done. And it's about creating a workplace that uh, caters to multiple ways of working. And so if I were an organization, I would start with those three areas, uh, culture, technology, physical space. How do we redesign our organizations physically so that um, employees are engaged and inspired by the workspace that they are around? Uh, how do we give employees uh, the tools and technologies to enable them to work most productively and efficiently? And how do we create a corporate culture where our employees actually feel like they want to be there? Uh, so I would start just by looking at those three buckets, those three environments, uh, and ask employees what they care about most when it comes to those three things. That's very helpful for engineering firms. What are some of the world's most forward-thinking organizations currently doing? Oh, there are so many things. Um, I mean, you look at an organization like Cisco, right? They have developed this uh, thing called Moments That Matter, where instead of a tr traditional employee life cycle, they have identified the key moments in the life of an employee. Um, and this is not just things that happen at work, but also outside of work. So their first day on the job, when they buy a house, when they have their first kid, their first promotion. And they've identified all these key moments in the life of that employee. And then they create experiences around them. So they do something special during those moments. And that becomes their new employee life cycle. It's not the attract, nurture, retain, you know, the traditional life cycle that we always hear about. It's more about the life stages of the employee and creating things around that. So that's been a very exciting thing to see is changing the traditional employee life cycle, which has been around for many, many decades. Um, you look at organizations like Airbnb, uh, they have a chief uh, employee experience officer, 
and they have gorgeous physical spaces, um, but they treat their physical space like software. They test, they iterate, they design, um, they keep uh, experimenting with what it's like to work there. Uh, you see organizations like Google that's constantly running experiments on their employees uh, without the employees ever knowing it. So, you know, they want to get employees to be more healthy. So they will take uh, the various cafeteria areas that they have and they'll pilot different programs in each one of those areas to see which ones work and which ones don't. So they're constantly testing and treating their organization like a huge laboratory. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I, those are some good starting points for organizations to consider. Thank you. Sounds like there's going to be some exciting changes coming soon. I hope so. Is there anything else that you would advise engineering companies about the future of work and what can be expected? Well, I think the number one piece of advice that I would have for any organization is think of yourself more like a laboratory and less like a factory. Uh, so factories are linear. They're uh, based on the status quo. They are very um, stuck in their ways. Laboratories test, they experiment, they innovate, they embrace failure, they use data. Uh, I think that is the mentality that we need to have inside of our organizations. Uh, we don't always know what the future of work is going to look like, right? I mean, that's a huge topic, it's a huge theme, and it can mean almost anything. So the best thing that organizations can do is to just acknowledge that, you know, we don't always have the right answers, but we can test things out play around with things um, and replicate the, the successes. So treat your company more like a laboratory, uh, less like a factory. As far as what we can expect, um, we're definitely seeing the quote unquote war for talent uh, become extremely competitive. Uh, we're gonna see more integration of technology in the workplace as we see AI and robots and automation. Uh, I think we will see completely new ways that we think about workplace design as far as the physical surroundings. Um, and I think we will also see a environment where we see new corporate cultures emerge. Uh, managers become mentors. We see more of a shift toward diversity. And this theme of employee experience is something that all organizations around the world are going to have to consciously invest in uh, to create a place where people genuinely want to show up to work. Thank you so much, Jacob, for sure. spending time today with us at iConnect Engineers. We wish you all the best launching your new book, which is expected to be released in March 2017. Yep. The Employee Experience Advantage, How to Win the War for Talent by Giving Employees the Workspaces They Want, the Tools They Need, and a Culture They Can Celebrate. Thank you very much. We look forward to reading it and learning more about this important topic. And please, for more information, please visit iConnect Engineers on our website, iConnectEngineers.com. And you can also find Jacob's books under our featured book section under the Work-Life Integration page on our website. Thank you again, Jacob. Thanks for having me.